In this episode of the Advanced Selling Podcast, we put our new co-producer Lauren to work with a massively difficult task. I speak conversational Latin, and we tackle the problem of lack of control in the sales process. Welcome, everybody, back to the Advanced Selling Podcast, the longest-running sales training podcast in sales training podcast history. My name is Brian Neal. You sounded like Harry Carey there. Oh, did I? I didn't mean to. Good afternoon, everybody. That's a, uh, that's a tough... You got to be careful with your Harry Carey impersonations because it's got to be yeah, spot it's on. Be there's good, some good ones out there. Yeah, it's one of those are. people you got to. Yeah. I've been working on my Keith Morrison. You know him from oh, Dateline? Yeah, oh, I love my Keith Morrison. Gosh, I could listen to that you guy know, and read anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll tell a story sometime it. about yeah. a video that I did where I tried to mimic him. It is not. Oh. It is not easy. No, I thought I nailed it. No. Then I went back and listened <laughs> no. to it. it it's not close. easy. Hey, if you're having a sales meeting or national sales conference as the fall approaches. Uh, we still have slots or two available, not many going into the back half of the year, but all you need to do, all you need to do, welcome to Evansville, y'all. All y'all need to do <laughs> is send us an email, listener at com. put come see us in the subject line, and we'll uh, get the uh, process started to come out and visit. It's a really, really great, fun event. Um, and we'd love to go do that. Oh, I found a new venue, by the way, a local venue for us to talk oh, about. Oh, really? Yeah. Yesterday, we beautiful. Should we should do a, pod, we should we'll a live do a podcast. live podcast Let's here in Indy. Uh, Top Golf. Oh yeah, the third the good. third level of Top Golf has an outdoor stage and a seating area. It's gorgeous. Oh, we should do really that. gorgeous. I was out there at sunset last night. I yeah. thought, ooh, this is a, a nice good good venue. Anywho, yeah, uh, I was listening to a radio station Z100 in New York City. Elvis Duran in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's on satellite radio. It's syndicated across the and they brought up a really interesting topic that I thought kind of fit. Uh, some of the things we talk about. I wanted to see if you could come up with one of these. Uh, so you know how we, in life, we just sort of complain about things? Mm-hmm. And when you really step back perspective-wise, you look at the rest of the planet, there are people in way worse situations. Absolutely. There are people who don't have mm-hmm. running water, who uh, haven't eaten in weeks, who have disease and things like that. Totally agree. But we sometimes in the Western world, especially in America, tend to complain about things that make our life like horrible. And I wondered if anything popped in your mind. One mm-hmm. thing that came to my mind when he said it, and I actually texted into the show, was I was on a flight sitting up in first class a few weeks ago and the Wi-Fi wasn't working and I just about <laughs> lost my lid. I'm like, the the Wi-Fi is not working. Well, well, I don't know. Can you have the pilot reset it and bring me bring me another mimosa up in front? You know, it's like, what is my problem? Like I'm on an airplane going 680 miles an hour and I'm trying to text my high school buddies and I can't because the Wi-Fi in the airplane is out and I've got a bad life. That was my. So- that's a great perspective complaint thing. Tony Robbins tells a story about, you know, back when planes really didn't have Wi-Fi yeah. or didn't have any kind of stuff like that, he would get on a plane and he says, one time I got on a plane and I had no, no you know, I, just, they, I knew that I was going to be out of commission for three hours. Yeah. And the lady comes into the cockpit and says, well, we've got some good news for you passengers who was flying first class. She says, we're going to have Wi-Fi today. And people are like yelling and screaming. <laughs> and then like 30 minutes into the flight, it stopped working. Yeah. And then people it's, are, it's like you got on the plane not expecting anything, but just that little glimpse, <laughs> totally. you could live without it. Yeah. Isn't that funny, though? It was a good little exercise. And people were calling in with their, it's an interesting perspective. It drill. is. We're like, oh, my gosh, I really we should always, about this. Like every day during Completely. our gratitude hour or whatever, Absolutely. we should be thinking about that. For sure. Yeah. So topic today is something that I'm going to go and use a strong word here, Bill. I'm going to say this is an epidemic or maybe it's a pandemic. What's the difference between an epidemic and a pandemic? Pandemic. I don't know. Pandemic is, isn't that across the world? Is that what it is? Being pan refers to the geography of the epidemic. Epidemic is like right close to something. Is that what it is? Yeah. Can you look that up, Lauren? So I think. Pandemic. 
We're putting our uh, newest member of the Advanced Selling Podcast team, Lauren Edwards, to work. Glad to have Lauren here. You're going to be hearing from her and about her a lot later. She is a, right now looking up the definition of pandemic. <laughs> That's why we really pay her. Getting a huge, huge return on our and investment when here When she with gets really yeah. on the ball, she would have come back with a Keith Morrison clip. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when she types it in Google, it's so much better than when I type it in yeah. Google on my phone right here, right? It's much more, much more. Uh, okay, so let's pandemic. Let's call it a, it's a worldwide problem. What's that? Pandemic is a geography. It's just a geography. Broader, yeah. Very good. Yeah. You're smart. Okay. So in my travels and speaking with salespeople and doing coaching, I am seeing a trend over and over and over. And that is that for some reason, we still have lost control of the sales process and we have lost our assertiveness. We've lost our gumption, our edge to lean into a deal, to drive it to a close and that sort of thing. And I'm not talking about in a cheesy sales way, closing or anything. I'm simply talking about the work involved to put the work in to get a deal done is what I think has been missing. Um, and I, I term it when I'm coaching, I know Bill, you've used this word too, is uh, I feel like we're lacking some assertiveness mm -hmm. in the sales process all the way through, not just at the end, but in the beginning and all the way through that we're doing too much um, kind of polite, passive what would you like to do next? What would you like to do next? What would you, you know, we're kind of constantly giving control back. Kind of in the spirit of collaboration, yes. but that's not really appropriate. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's, I think, part of the myth is we think being collaborative means asking the other person what they want to do. Yeah. And if you have been in a um, romantic relationship ever, or even maybe a friendship, companionship, and you've ever done this for dinner time, you will know that asking your partner where they'd like to go eat is not a collaborative question. Mm -hmm. And it feels like it is. Where would you like to go eat? And then the person says, I'll go anywhere. You go, great, we'll go to Applebee's. And they go, no, I don't want to go no, to Applebee's. I'm like, oh, wait we a just second. Ate there last you week. You just said. Yeah. So the problem with that is that's not collaborative either. All right. And so if you're listening to this, if you're a sales manager, also, by the way, a VP of sales, really, really great podcast to listen to because I want you to take a pulse of your team and say, yeah. oh my gosh, my team has this. Yeah. I Affliction. have this, this, this yeah. passive, yeah, uh, passivitis, mm -hmm. if we will, right? Mm -hmm. Affliction, passivitis. Capital Let's P, write that down. Put that in Wikipedia. Yeah, it's the Who Urban Dictionary the has you know, another entry. Passivitis. We should so start we our own that. dictionary. We can do that. We could do that. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Well, our first entry would be passivitis. The world I think we've got some other ones too, but... Yeah, I think that's good. I think there's a tension, too, between, mm, for a sales word. professional, between control and collaboration. Yep. And if you go in too hot and you say, well, look, Mr. Prosper, I'll tell you exactly how we're going to do this. We're going to meet. You and I are going to talk. We're going to bring your CEO in. And then we're going to talk. Then I'm going to send a proposal. And you can decide on the moment, on the spot. We're not going to give you. I think now you're way, you're way overboard. So, yes, is that assertiveness? Yeah, but that's unhealthy assertiveness. So I think it's finding that middle ground between being in control and still being collaborative and being elegant about how you lay out the process. That's very good. Elegance. Mm, sales elegance. elegance. Intention. We shared a book called Sales Elegance. It's mm -hmm. a good word. So uh, if you're a salesperson and you're listening to this, you should be thinking this is a look in the mirror episode where you're going, man, I could really use a little shot in the arm here. We're going to give you some thought things and some to-do items here. And you're, you're assessing yourself right now. You're looking at yourself. Boy, I think I've got this passivitis thing going on. Sales managers and leaders, you're thinking about your team right now as you're listening to this going, oh, my gosh, we got this too.
And uh, I went to church this weekend. Oh, good oh, for no. you. Did you pray for me? Deal. I did. Thank you. And the pastor was talking about the spectrum of grace and truth. Oh. And grace is where you, where someone says, hey, Bill, I'm sorry I didn't call you back yesterday. You know, and, and this person, maybe they have a pattern of it. Mm-hmm. And you say with grace, you say, ah, oh, don't worry about no it, No big Brian. deal. Don't worry yeah, about no it, No big Brian. deal. But the truth is, it bothered you. Yes. And so, how do you bring out the truth and still do it with a with an? So, how do you bring out the truth and still have elegance around it? The process. Wow. Is the challenge in that spectrum? And it's, and this guy said, you know, it's really both. You can do it with both grace and truth, yes. but you have to you have to bring truth into it. It's it's amazing to me how often truth mm. is just a casualty of sales and it's a casualty of buying. We just, yeah, we just don't tell the truth and no. we're not lying. We're just not telling the whole truth. Correct. Okay. Yeah. One don't. of my good friends, he, he's so good at this. He, he says to me and he lives this, I have no place in my life for resentments at all. He just can't handle them personally. So when he resents, when he someone, resents someone yeah. himself, anything Absolutely. happens in a relationship, he always tells them. And yeah. he says things, some, he was on a, a trip with some buddies and they were making fun of his shirt. And it bothered him. And he said, you know, uh-huh. he's laughing. He's like, and all night he's thinking about it. The next day he got up. He's like, hey, I want to let you guys know it really, really bothered me. You guys were making fun of my shirt yesterday. Yeah. And for guys to do that, that's, that's really a hard. big deal. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like a weird thing. So, but a good thing. So, anyway, so let's get into some or of the. Or I might say to him, <laughs> B, get to the point in your life where that doesn't bother <laughs> that, you. That too. <laughs> Correct. There's that yeah, part yeah, of yeah, it yeah. too. Or C, get a new shirt because it is <laughs> yeah, awful. Exactly. <laughs> that's C. Yeah. That's good. Anywho, okay. Uh, so let's talk about a couple of these things. Yeah, so, good. Um, now, some of these things, as I said, are uh, thinking things first. And so I first want you to think about this. And when I'm teaching this, I always use this word assertiveness. And when we're doing the self-assessment, we do a little scale. We put passiveness on the left with a dot. All the way in the right side of the scale is assertiveness. And I plot where I am just in general in my life, in my sales life especially here, all right? So I'm doing that first. Then I can also do it on a deal-by-deal basis. Mm-hmm. So it's a little to-do item for you. What you're trying to get is your energy around a deal and saying, on this deal, I've been doing a good job leaning in, following up, do, you know, pushing, that sort of thing. This one I probably set back. I'm fearful or I'm scared of something. So that first thing I, I like is the assessment of on my passive uh, assertive scale mm-hmm. where it is. By the way, a little caveat here. Assertive does not mean aggressive. No. Assertive, good. assertiveness is aggressiveness with high intent. Mm-hmm. Ass- a- assertiveness is aggressiveness with high intent. With no high intent, aggressiveness becomes, becomes off-putting demanding. Yeah. See that? Becomes bullying, Maps really. bullying, yeah. yes, even better. Okay? Yeah. So make sure you're checking your intent, something Bill and I talk about a lot in the podcast here. So do you think that conditionally, when I enter a deal, if it's... If it's a bigger deal, do I slip down to passive? Is there kind of an automatic? That's a good question. Um, where, where I'm, I'm more fearful because yes. there's more at stake. Oh, I right. don't want to mess this up. I certainly can't tell them the, the entire truth. Yeah, I do. Is I, and I'm, this is top of the mind answers. I'm thinking back through the people and interactions I've had with my clients that have triggered this. That's a trigger. So the size of the deal is a trigger. Um, the level of person that I'm speaking with and my degree of the relationship with them. So if the person is lower on the on the you know decision making grid, and I have a good relationship with them, I'm more fearful to press. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And what I do then, and this is what I see these clients doing, is they look for validation of their belief. And so they say things like, "Well, I sent him an email. He snipped back at me with one line. So there you go. See, that's how he yeah. is. Yeah. You know." And I'm like, "None of you can't. You're looking for reasons 
to stay passive mm-hmm. is what they're doing. They're looking for reasons. Where with your intent, you should look for reasons to be more assertive if your intent is high. If, if you are uh, complaining that you're out of shape and I give you some ideas on exercise and I come to you and you're like, you know, it just, it hurts my hips too yeah, bad. Yeah. You know, at you some don't. point I'm like, Bill, you're, I've got to keep I got a wooden leg. I mean, right? I can't do those can't do one-legged push-ups yeah, with a wooden leg. Exactly. And and so it's my duty, if I care about you, to continue, like, Bill, you can't do this, man. You, yeah. you got it. Come on, let's go. Let's do it again. Yeah. Let's get back in What it. a great trainer does. Right. Yeah. And they keep coming back in a nice, supportive way. Back to your... Here's Here's something else that as you were talking about the triggers I thought about is I liked your... These are the triggers that cause you to move to passive, correct? Correct. So here's a trigger that might cause you to move to more assertive, and it is it is within your control too. So mm. this is a nice thing, and that is, what's the presenting problem? Mm. So you show up at the prospect's office, and they say, Bryant, man, I'm so glad you're here. My sales team, I love them all. I got 25 of them, but we could be doing five times what we're doing now. We yeah. run into problems A, B, C, D, and E. If we don't get this thing fixed, it's going to be a $20 million shortfall. Our profitability is good, but it could be 5X. And I've got a million dollars to spend, and I don't know where I'm, what I'm doing, so can you help me? Yep. Well, if that's the presenting problem, you don't have to worry about being passive because uh-uh. they have laid everything out for totally. you. So on the other hand, if I you show up and I say, well, Brian, uh, yeah, no, I, I've heard a little bit about you. Tell, tell me how you can help me. Tell, tell me what you got. Mm-hmm. You know, how, What can you do to help my team grow? Now there's like this, the, the, the control is way off. It's almost like the opposite of control. So now you feel pressure to sell and to pitch totally. and convince. Absolutely. And now you're going to be a little less truthful because now it's like you're walking on eggshells through the process. So the technique here is get damn good and skilled at finding out what's the presenting pain. What's the reason mm-hmm. they even invited me in, in the first place? Mm-hmm. That will lead to you being more assertive. Yes. Done. Mic drop. Done. There it Out is. Out of here. Buddy. See yeah. ya. It's been real. This mic doesn't even Okay, drop. that's it. Start the music. All no. right. Uh, that's really, really good. I love this idea, too, that we should formulate or uh, I guess expand upon for the listeners, which is the triggers. That's a good. We didn't really mm-hmm. prepare for that because we, we do you know limited amount of preparation on purpose around here, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a good thing to, to identify the triggers. That's another We're like good surgeons. We do we very really little are. preparation. Very little preparation. We just kind of come <laughs> in, surgeons. slice them yeah. open, tool around Roll up in there, our sleeves, drop clean the me scalpel, off. go out, get into our Porsche. Yeah, it's what. I, it's what I want a good surgeon uh, driving a good nine twenty eight. Um, so let's get into <laughs> so, Mr. Caskey, I've worked for 40 years in this profession, and every every night I study my patients. Do you have somebody else here <laughs> can help me? I, I'm not comfortable with that. He's in the books too much. It is funny, though, how he, like surgeons and things like that, do you ever fact check them? You never look up to see you know, if they actually do have the degree that's hanging on the wall or if uh, they actually do know what they're doing. No one ever does <laughs> exactly. that, do they? We see the degree. You no, yeah. Question is. Totally. Is the, like, yeah. is this guy good? Can I buy those? Yeah. And it's funny, too. Like, every surgeon... You had some patient had to be the guy's first one, right? Yeah. How many babies you delivered, Doc? This is it. First one. First round one right here. Hope <laughs> exactly. it goes well. What about you? <laughs> I plan on There's doing 10,000, but this yeah. is the first. Uh, okay, so here's a very, very tactical, both a uh, symptom that you might have passivitis and um, something to do. And this is an old Bill Caskey trick. Phone over email. Phone over email. Phone over email. Yeah. That's and how one. many times when you're coaching a client nowadays, Bill, and I see this, this is what triggered this, this whole topic for me. 
what, tell me about the contact flow, how mo- what, what and how much and how often, what kind, that sort of thing. I emailed them. I didn't hear back. I emailed them again. I didn't hear back. I emailed them. Okay? We got to get past this email thing. I would also now add phone is greater than email, and I'm going to put that texting is as good and sometimes better than the phone mm-hmm. to push and drive mm-hmm. a thing forward. Okay? So everyone listening, I'm giving you permission on the texting thing for one and encouragement, and two, you got to pick up a phone and call people and get into dialogue with them. You can't do deals via email these days. And I've changed my tune on that, by the way. I used to oh, think this is a great topic. I know. This is a great topic. I know. What is the number one application right now in, in our social media culture? The number one application... Think about Alexa. Think about Echo. It's oh. voice. Everything's oh, oh, voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary totally. Vaynerchuk yes, talks about that a lot. Yes. Is that oh, voice yes. is the crazy app. Well, you're not getting voice when you send an email. So how will you get voice? You'll get voice by calling them. You can actually record a message and send it via email on your phone if you have an iPhone. I think Androids do it too. So you can actually record a well-thought-out message and then just text them the voice recording. But now there's there's some there's a personality behind it. In email, yes. there's no personality. No. And so I'm not, we're not even talking about interrupting someone's day and saying, hey, you know, I'm, I just called you. I didn't want to email you. And the person says, well, I'm right in the middle of 17 things. Just voicemail them. Yep. Just voicemail. It could yep. be some, but you don't have to call them to do it. You can record a voice memo and put a clever uh, title on it because that's the only thing they're going to see. Yep. And that's another way to, to do that. So that's good. You're also listening to two fellas who have a book called Email It. It's available for you to purchase, by the way. And it's a great email book, and it can't stand alone on its own. When we put email together for sales emails, the intention was not to stop calling and talking to people. The intention was to help you be better with that little segment of communication. And I think some people have just taken this. It's just, And they they, they look for the reasons that validate their position on that. Mm -hmm. Well, he always responds with email or whatever, or it's just easier prefer, or quicker. He prefers, he prefers email. email. He doesn't even talk to I'm his like, spouse. No, he doesn't. It's all no. via email. He's like, where would you, he's, he's emailing her. Okay, so that's sitting on the couch. So that's one of the triggers, or that's one of the things that we do, you know, yes. mistakenly as we resort to email. Yes. I've got one here that's probably more of a mindset, and that is, what is your role in the sales process, and if you think it's to convince them and persuade them and defend your price and do all that stuff and and be a be a voice for good in their mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. then I think when things don't go according to plan, it's easy to default back into passive. But the antidote to that is, is it anecdote or antidote? Antidote. antidote is like the opposite. Antidote. Yeah. It's got to oh, be Latin, doesn't it? Is that a Latin thing? I don't know. It must Anti-dote. be. Antidote. Are you Sounds serious? Like Did you just say that? <laughs> that would be a D-O-T-E. You- <laughs> uh, okay, Brian Neely. Deeper <laughs> bassoon um, Well, the, anic- the anecdote, as <laughs> you might call it, is We were talking about Latin with a friend of mine, and he, sa- he said, I-, I took Latin too. I said, so did I. And he started to say the same first paragraph that I had to memorize my first Latin book, which is Britannia est insula. Esne Britannia parwa insula, non parwa est magna. See that? So he knew That's it. That's Latin. He yeah, so he and he I were talking it. Latin at the bar. And that was hey, as far as it went. Exactly. <laughs> Britain is an island. I don't think Latin is a good speaking. A good, it's uh, not a romantic no. language, is it? I should start a, uh, a podcast in Latin. 
Absolutely. A wedding yeah. podcast. That'd be a big, be a big hit. For all the old Catholic priests still kicking. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Okay, mindset. Your mindset needs to be, yep. what is your role in the process? Your role needs to be one of a guide. You need to be the guide that the prospect follows. Why does the guide have followers because the guide knows where they're going. Yes. The guide knows the, the land, the terrain. They know the mistakes. They know where the roadblocks, where the monsters are, where the villains are. The guide knows everything. The guide should be in control. If you do not see yourself as a guide, you will see yourself as a follower of the prospect. Yep. So shift your brain, get into guide mode, and then you now it's up to you. You have to control the process. Yep. You don't want your guide on a mountain climb to say, yeah, I'm lost. I don't know where the hell. Where, where do you guys want to go? You want to go down the cliff here? Bear Gillis, what's his name? Bear yeah, Gillis? I don't know, but I love anyway. that guy. He's funny. So th- just a shift of mindset yes. might help you too. Instead of trying to come up with all these clever techniques and one-liners and how do I shift control, just get your mindset right and everything else will follow. So good, isn't it? Okay, that's a power episode right good. there. Good one. Hey, if uh, you haven't done so already, send us an email, listener at com. You can send all sorts of fun things there. You can request us to come visit you. You can send us an audio question. We will dip into the co-video audio mailbag here in a, a couple of episodes, and we love answering those uh, uh, situations on the air on the podcast. So listener at com. Shoot us an email, and uh, we appreciate you listening, and we'll see you next time on the Advanced Selling Podcast. Bye.